Jokic, the Gambler, from the No Church Answers podcast, and this is another one of our series of 2023 summer specials. I am recording this podcast in Nairobi, Kenya, and I am blessed to be part of a mission trip with Sugarland Baptist Church. Among the many things we're doing here is helping celebrate the 30th anniversary of the founding of Kahara Sakari Baptist Church here in Nairobi. And we're honored that Senior Pastor Ezekiel Kayeli has taken some time out to talk to us about Kawara Sakari and about the church in Kenya. And so, Pastor Ezekiel, hello. Hi, how are you? <laughs> this is Pastor Ezekiel, a pastor in Nairobi, Kenya, at Kahawa Sakari Baptist Church. Yes, and how, tell us how you came to uh, your, your, your current position now, your background, and, and tell us also about Kawara, Kawara Sakari. Yeah, I I was uh, originally I was uh, the youth pastor in the church. Twenty years ago, I was the youth pastor. Then the senior pastor at that time left, and they promoted me to be the associate pastor. Again, they got another senior pastor. He left. I acted again as the associate pastor. Then when this pastor left, the church gave me the responsibility to be the senior pastor. I've been now the senior pastor for ten years of Kahawa Sukari Baptist Church. And a lot of growth has been happening, in fact. Yeah, we, the last 10 years have been tremendous for the church. We were sitting in a, in a facility that was holding 200 people, but now we are sitting in a facility that can hold 700 people. And so the Lord has been faithful, and uh, we just, that's why we are celebrating, because... The faithfulness of the Lord is evident in the ministry and in the church. And you're continuing to grow. I, I, ne- well, this coming Sunday, as we're recording here, we'll, we'll have a Jericho moment, it sounds like. <laughs> yes, we we are timing this moment. We're having this next Sunday, pulling down the fence. Because, because of the growth in the church, we have been able to acquire more property. So we bought... The lady that was staying there out of the, her property, and she still has these friends. And so, just to increase the faith of the church members, the leadership thought to coin this big moment as bringing down the fence. Mm-hmm. So, symbolically, we'll be tying ropes down the fence, worshiping around the property. Then, we have a countdown, and then we pull down the fence, and it's I can't wait to see that happen. It sounds exciting. It it should be exciting. Mm -hmm. It will be exciting. Exciting is a good word because uh, I feel like Paul saying this. I've been walking around, traveling around uh, Nairobi uh, and seeing uh, seeing, um, the the work that that your church is doing uh, in in different parts of the city. And also you've begun to plant churches uh, elsewhere in Kenya. how do you look at the at right now the, the state of the church in Kenya and, and what's happened happening? Yes, the church in Kenya, uh, I've been in the U.S. for um, more than 10 times, and I've seen the vibrancy in the U.S. and the, in Africa. In Africa, and especially Kenya, we say we are a little bit vibrant. <laughs> we are a little bit vibrant. People have excitement when it comes to Sunday. People worship freely and also people are excited to know the word and uh, one thing i like about it is that there are no restrictions 
of worship. Mm -hmm. We can worship the Lord in high schools. We can go to the schools and preach to students. And so we are free to spread the gospel. And uh, that makes it more exciting because it's the excitement is an understatement because the Lord has given us the freedom. So it, that means more responsibility for outreach because we are not restricted to do anything. So the church got the responsibility to grow its members so that the members are able to reach out to other people that need to hear the gospel. That's why we have four church plants right now. We have The first church plant is in the northern part of Kenya, very dry area where they have no water, no, not near zero life. So we have a church plant there, and then we have another church plant. There is a famous tribe in Kenya known as the Maasai, the Maasai tribe. They were in church yesterday. You saw them in church yesterday. We have a church plant among those people. Then we have a church plant in one of the slum areas in Nairobi. Just next to us, they have these slum areas, difficult living conditions where people... Like a family stays in one room for about uh, 10 people staying in one room. So we have a church plant in that area. And we feel God has given us that responsibility to reach mm -hmm. out to this, our brothers and sisters in those hard areas. It seems also that the church, your church, perhaps others as well, um, you also seem to be a... A play, a safe place, a place. We, I, I, I attended the uh, the youth uh, the youth coffee house yes. on Friday, the mm -hmm. basketball tournament on Saturday, yes. where where not just church members but young, young teenagers and young people from all over the area, and, and you had about I counted at least a hundred yes. uh, kids in that in that coffee house. Yeah. Um, in in the U.S., you don't you see some of these activities at at church, but you do not actually see them becoming as large as this. What are some of the reasons that uh, uh, that young people are drawn and and in, by their own choice they will come to a fun night uh, where the gospel is spoken yes. unabashedly, where we did we did a uh, a uh, devotion yes. at the at the basketball oh, tournament, but also this is this is seen as a an attractive place to be uh, is is that part of the country or is it part of the work that you're doing with the lord i it's uh, before i was the senior pastor i was a youth pastor so i understand youth ministry and one of the things in youth ministry is creating an environment that young people will be happy to be around most churches why young people are scared is when they get to church they get so many restrictions many rules and so much mistrust for young people. We have allowed our young people to have the environment where they can trust us more. And they, we have set up an environment of trust, of love. And so like the basketball, young, young adults, they come up with their own rules. No rule comes from the church, from the pastor. They come up with their own rules then they bring the rules to the pastor for approval. So they take care of their own discipline and they take care of their own self. And so we, 
I believe youth ministry, one of the biggest thing is environment. Environment. Creating an environment of love. And they, they can sense if you are real or if you are fake. So once they sense you are real, they just plug in and connect with you. Yeah. The other part, we were talking about this a little earlier. Um, in America, uh, we tend to look at Kenya and see a, a homogenous nation. Oh, actually, you, you, you just spend a few days here and you see that's not the case. There, uh, there are tribal divisions, there are political divisions. News for, uh, about the demonstrations has already yes. gotten back to the U.S. But uh, So the U.S. also is dealing with kind of a, 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 some divisions that the church itself is divided mm -hmm. uh, politically, culturally. Um, what are some of the challenges you're dealing with along those same lines? Different issues, but uh, you know the concern about unity over division, and and how are you approaching that? Yes, like right now we have two strong political parties in the country, and uh, as a pastor, one of the things that I am very careful is to keep away the divisions from the church, and so we don't allow politics on our pulpits. I advise my elders and my deacons, no politics talk, no political talk in the church. And uh, we don't show, uh, we don't take sides, even in our social groups. We have many social groups in the church. We try to bring harmony. Let them have the divisions outside there, but let them find peace in church. So we like, as a church, it's it's every day on my heart to make sure that we create the same environment of peace as for the young people, even the adults need the same peace. And so we try as much as possible not to have political talk in the church. And I also want to turn back to the church planting you're doing. And and it's kind of the, the, the one of the big changes. Again, um, in America and Europe, there tends to be well, it goes back to a certain missionary tradition that it somehow needs the the Western Church to to grow. But recently, we heard, uh, I, I believe, a, a church leader here in Africa. I think he was speaking more to the Church of England. Uh, stood up and said, "No, we are a peer, not a project." Mm -hmm. And going around again, um, you can see that plainly because you're beginning. You're already doing the work. That, uh, that the West might have done 30, 40, 50, 100 years ago. Um, where, where do you see, how do you see really the, 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 the church in Africa, the church in Kenya, growing when, when, and coming up alongside uh, the established church in, in North America and Europe? Yeah, I, I think the church in North America and Europe and the West, the, they should realize that we also have the call. We have the calling of Jesus Christ in mm -hmm. Africa. And the calling is universal. And mm -hmm. so we know the needs of our people more. And so mm -hmm. one of the things that the church sometimes in the West go wrong is the assumption that they are coming to tell us what to do instead of coming to find out how to do what we are doing. Because we are not where we were maybe 30 years ago, most pastors are one, two, or three degrees. They are educated, they're intelligent people, 
and they know uh, some so- some social science and they know also theological science and so most pastors are able to bring concepts on the table and know the needs of the people and so I pray that the church in the West will see us as equal partners and not maybe I would not like the parent-child relationship mm-hmm. or like a spouse kind of relationship whereby we are like in a marriage equal husband and wife sharing together instead of parent child relationship and that's where the church in the west has gone wrong because they think we need to be advised how to do it but they should just do like Henry Blackaby says in his book experiencing god they should find out what god is doing and join and help us do what god is doing in africa there is of course the church here in africa but it is just as part of the way things work, there is a diaspora uh, that has existed and continues to grow. On the other hand, particularly in the southern U.S. church, um, there's a uh, sometimes there's a, a resignation of oh the church is dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the church, and, and I think in some cases they look at the measurements only in the United States and Europe, which is which indicates does indicate a decline in church membership and church attendance and church influence um should they be looking south because and 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 should they be ready to welcome the christian brothers and sisters who are migrating north will these new christians actually create more energy in 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 the united states and europe i believe so i believe you're absolutely that's right because uh, the Africans and the African church is revived and uh, we have some revival happening here in Africa. And so the, 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 the gospel, the missionaries yeah. came with the gospel some 30, 40 years ago and they brought us the gospel, but we got it uncaptured and we have been training and uh, we are not the best, but I can tell you we are more vibrant and we are willing we are willing to go anywhere everywhere and just offer support we jesus christ calls us not to a geographical place but to people and so if the people in europe and america are the ones who are hurting my calling is not to kawasukari my calling is to god's people so if the church in the us can benefit from what's happening in my life I'm called to serve people, not geographically uh, location called Kenya. And so we are willing, and I have seen this happen, that sometimes uh, I've gone to, to churches in the U.S. and they, they are no young people. They are no, they are no age mates. I'm just 47. I don't see some of, some of my age mates in church, and that's worrying. It really scares me. But they are not dead. They are somewhere. They're somewhere. They're not just mm-hmm. going to church. And so I believe when they see some of us who are not yet very old, mm-hmm. I believe they can try come and find out what are these mm-hmm. our age mates doing here. And so I believe revival soon will start mm-hmm. coming from mm-hmm. Africa to the US mm-hmm. and to Europe. Have you have you have any other uh, words of encouragement or advice for, for our brother? 
for me and our brothers up uh, in the north. Yes, don't give up. <laughs> don't give up. Don't give up. I remember when I was beginning as a youth pastor, I was so depressed because I was only able to attract a few young people, like less than 10, and the church leadership kept on asking me, what are you doing? And the Lord's the Lord does not look for numbers. The Lord looks for discipled minds and discipled hearts. And so, as long as you're discipling one or two, don't give up. Soon, there'll be... Uh, you know, discipleship is all about multiplication. They'll multiply one day and give birth to two more or three more and the church in Europe and in the U.S. is where we were because when the missionaries came, not many Africans had believed. So we had to win one or two, and it has been a gradual growth and not a rapid growth. And so don't give up is my word to the church in the U.S. and in Europe. Excellent. Thank you. Would you like to say a short prayer Yes. to, to close us out? Yes, let's say a short prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for the church in the world. You died for this church. Your blood is all over the world. And so, Lord, there's no, there's no church that you died for in Europe or Africa or America alone. You died for the entire world. For the word says, for the Lord loved the world. And so, because you loved all of us, Heavenly Father, we are praying that may this love continue, even growing to where it seems to be dying. That, Lord, the love that you died for the world, that will continue being evident. So I pray for the Church of Christ right now, and I pray that you'll reach and enable us to see revival one again. May there be on authentic revival that the world will grow again in jesus name i pray amen 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 uh so thank you that was a uh, pastor ezekiel kayali uh pastor of uh, kawara sukari baptist church in nairobi kenya uh you've been listening to a summer special of no church answers podcast we'll be back with our full team come september but to Meanwhile, take us out. I'm, I got a small excerpt from uh, the uh, sun, Sunday service I attended just a few days ago uh, here in Nairobi. So, uh, see you uh, next time. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Pastor Ezekiel. Thank you so much. God bless you.